day and welcome to Hit Quantum, a Star Citizen podcast, where each week we go through the highs and lows of getting by in space. Join me, Crudster, as we discuss all things Star Citizen. Now line up the next leg of your journey and hit quantum. In today's episode, I'm having a look at the lore of the space races, including the Murray Cup, some of the new stuff that's come out over the last couple weeks, and I get to have a chat to Android Adam from the org, Arvid Protectorate Navy. It was a really good chat, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Okay, so first up today, I'm going to have a look into the new Canvas Slice HUDs and the Grey Cat Armour. So the canvas slice HUDs look really good. They do seem to maximize the screen real estate a bit. You do get a bit more use from the edges of your monitor. I'm worried about spending more time looking away from my actual targets. So the positive of decluttering the center of the screen is kind of also a negative of not then actually keeping my eyes in the center of the screen, but that is probably just my teething and getting used to the new kind of system. I think it will work out. The Grey Cat armor looks pretty cool. I I was hoping a bit more in the chest, but it looks pretty cool. I was really impressed with the new Grey Cat helmet. That looks really awesome. And I'm really hoping with the color variants that seem to be available that we're gonna have some really good armor combination and looks for different orgs and groups to be able to make distinctive looks for themselves, which I think is gonna be really cool. Citizens of the Verse, do you wanna get involved with Hit Quantum? I'm looking to do player and org spotlights. This game is amazing because of all of you, the community. So I'm looking for players to interview or just have a chat with. You can even send in voice messages letting me know why you love Star Citizen, your dream fleet, your actual fleet, or anything else Star Citizen related. They'll all be played before, during, or after future episodes. Links to how to get involved in the description below. Okay, so to get into the lore, I'm having a look into the spacecraft racing industry in the UEE and the human ones, at least for this little dive. I will mention the Banu run races, but today I want to kind of have a look more into the human run ones. So spacecraft racing is what it's termed in the Galactopedia is a sport with two or more spacecraft and you can do anything from drags to circuits to quantum racing, all that kind of stuff. And they're held in certain places in the verse and some ship manufacturers tend to make ships directly for it. I like one of them, but you'd probably have to check out the Instagram page to see which one of the two is the favourite. The two biggest law-friendly written racing events are the Murray Cup and the Abel Baker Challenge. So the Murray Cup is like the big one, right? It's been going for like 50 years and it's just huge. It's so big, it's actually now considered the most prestigious race in the verse 
and it even comes in two types. You've got your initial classic race where you get to race in a skill-only style, fastest wins race, and then you get a blitz race, which is kind of like a limited combat and stuff race, which sounds so much more fun. But I don't know how much faster you'll get in the Blitz race compared to the Classic. And a fun fact about the Murray Cup, it was actually started by a group of terraforming workers when they were bored on site and so they were trying to pass time so they started doing racing. And now onto the illegal racing and the big one of those is the Abel Baker Challenge. And it's an unofficial race set in the Baker system. And it makes use of like specific obstacles that you can only find in the Baker system. And you're allowed to use weaponry. Shooting to kill is discouraged. But, but, what's a death race without a bit of death? So there is generally a pretty high casualty race in the Abel Baker Challenge. The actual organizational thing of it they only get 24 hours or one standard earth day's notice before the race starts so it's really a thrown on let's do this and it's massive so people come from all over and they love it i think it would be a really good time finally there is some races held by the banu over on i think it's yulin Yulin 4. Look, that's going to be covered in a Banu episode, not in a normal racing episode, because the Banu are so interesting that anything to do with the Banu will be tied with the Banu. Let me know if you know any interesting lore on the racing systems in the UAE or out of the UAE by messaging me on Instagram at hitquantumpod, and I might throw them in another racing episode in the future. Alright, this week I've got two shoutouts. One to everyone over at Xeno Systems. You guys are so cool. You've been so supportive and so nice. I can't wait to work with you guys again. The second shoutout is to the org TTO. I've shouted them out a couple times. Again, they've been super supportive of the channel. There's nothing more I could ask for than orgs and players who go out of their way to help out a podcast like mine. It's really appreciated. Thanks, everyone. All right, so this is the interview with Android Adam from the org, the Arvid Protectorate Navy. He was such a cool guy, and I'm really sorry, about six minutes-ish in, a question gets, like, lost because of, you know, internet buzz and stuff like that, and I ended up just cutting it out because you couldn't make out what I said for half of it, and you couldn't make out what he said for the other half of it, but it was about having org events and inter-org events, and pretty much just that they have them, and that they also participate into some inter-org events as well. So there's some slight references to it throughout the rest of it, but it only comes up a little bit. Also, this is only half of it because it was such an awesome chat and I really didn't want to stop it because he was giving us so much good information about the org that it was just not worth actually stopping. Check out next week, we'll have the other half of this interview. Hey Android Adam, how's it going? Mm, It's going quite well, Credster. 
That's awesome. So we're here to talk about, is it your org, the Arvid Protectorate Navy? Yes, it is my org, but I like to think of it as our org. Yeah. When you uh, started the org, what was the... What was the motivation behind starting the org? We uh, used to be part of a much larger org, but uh, we just felt like we were just a number. So uh, instead, we, uh, myself and Redacted, it uh, set off to uh, make our own org. And uh, through a long co- uh, trying course and a lot of stress-filled nights on my end, I... Uh, so he built it up. He's he's a bit antisocial, so I did. I was the one doing all the talking. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. That's a bit hard when you've got one end doing a bit more of the talking. Was he pulling up the back end a bit? Was he helping with the pages and the Discord setup and stuff like that? Indeed. Like I, uh, when it comes to uh, programs, I have like two left thumbs. <laughs> he was the one that who has helped set up the or uh, the Discord. He has the one who set up uh, the RSI page. Yep, nice. So is he the one who wrote the manifesto? We wrote it together. We uh, are making a company uh, IRL together and uh, writing a book. Yep. But uh, the biggest issue is I come up with a ton of ideas and he's a bit more grounded. So we kind of mix them together. So that's how the manifesto came about. All right. He kind of picks the uh, the good ideas from the not so good ideas. At the originally start, it was just him and I who uh, were doing. Sorry, now like I would, uh, I'd basically be the guy, uh, the dog trying to chase the car and say, <laughs> "I can't want to bite it. I want to bite it." He was the uh, person on the leash pulling me back, saying, "No, you're an idiot. Get back here." <laughs> but now it has evolved to where I'm still the idiot trying to run around chasing after the cars. But now I have my officers, the tier ones, twos, and threes, who are basically helping me pull back on my leash because I still have dumb ideas, but they help hammer them out to actually be real and functional. With the orgs, it's good having a few tiers of people in there like you, you guys do, to help keep that accountability. If one person set, wants to do an, an event, there's you know enough people there that it will end up happening. What made you guys come up with that inside tier setup? Yeah, we tried to do a mix of uh, like modern military stuff and uh, just like the limitations of the uh, ranking system in the tier org system and yep. uh, the yeah, org page. We have formulated it to a way where uh, the tier system could go on infinitely, where like every set number of tier, f- let's start at the top. Like for every tier one, there's like three tier twos. For every tier two, there's uh, three tier threes. And uh, Redacted uh, came up with a whole mathematical system where it's like we need like exact balance of these many people to do this, this, and that. And it's a type. It's one of those type of equations where you look at it, you get a headache. Yep. Yep. Well, that's good. At least you guys have got a plan for your layout, and it sounds original. Yeah, that was the one of the biggest things we tried to strive out for was uh, just to stand out, and not to bash uh, everyone else in like the PMC and role playing games, but uh, just like so many of them are like, "Hey, we're a diehard uh, military group. Hey, we are a diehard role playing group." Like we were trying to strike a balance between uh, the role players, the military groups, the people who want to do everything, and. Uh, yeah, basically everything and nothing at the same time, as well as not try to scare away uh, the newcomers. So we have uh, 
like the hardcore players who are like will never break RP at all, and we have people who won't even RP, but they'll be more than happy to crew a ship for us. Yeah, well, that's the perfect balance, isn't it? Because then you can uh, you can facilitate any style of play in the org. Yeah, and uh, we also we also told all of our streamers who are our role players and such that whenever they do a little event theme to uh, record it for us, so we could try to set it up for our YouTube channel. That's so good. So you guys have a YouTube channel? Yes, but as of uh, this podcast, it is still being made. Like we're trying to get all the banners done and uh, everything to get ready to go out and pop, make it show. Like, hey, this is us. But uh, we still don't have the content. Because you can spend all the money you want or get all the artisans of the group together to uh, make something. But once you have something to actually fill it, it's kind of a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand that. I understand that. So you guys are, you are a PMC, aren't you? See, we say we focus most on the combat, but for most of, for most of our ships we have, we're more industrial. Yeah. I mean, that's what we are. Like, we do not have it where it's like, you have to have this sort of ship to be with us. You have to get this ship. Anyone who could afford this, get this. Like, no, no, we are not that. Yeah. We could have, you could, uh become like an admiral in our fleet in uh, Arvid if you just had an Aurora. By the way, go Team Aurora. <laughs> the Team Aurora. That's so funny, yeah. man. You love the Auroras, don't you? It was my starter ship. It was the one that I fell in love with and could afford, so I grabbed onto it, I loved it, and uh, it's near and dear to me. It's an interesting-looking ship. It wasn't my first ship, but uh, I do like the multi-purpose-style ships a bit. That and the bed. Like, being able to go anywhere, sleep, uh, log out, and just keep going. Yeah. Yeah, it's always handy having a bed in your ship. So, oh, yeah. So, this, um, these new larger inter-org events, do these run often, or do you run... Do they, they're only quarterly or so, weren't they? Uh, it, it depends on the event. Like, uh, a while ago... The uh, Galactic Union had a giant uh, tink competition. Basically, as all the orgs that are working with them, basically you throw in a one or two uh, tank, uh, Nova tanks at, uh, representing their team, and they just go at it to see who's the better tank driver. Nice. But, uh, yeah, sadly, Arvid wasn't a part of that one just because our drivers had to suddenly back out due to uh, IRL reasons. Oh, yeah, and, of course, IRL stuff needs to come first this game's too big to kind of allow it to get involved with your irl stuff yeah and that's actually a point we try to go across because so many people well, like one of the orgs uh that i used to uh, chat with a lot had a policy where uh, if they were offline for more than a month they're kicked and Ooh, uh can't have that oh yeah no like it's not like we always try to go for just active players, but it show, means a lot to people saying like, hey, you could go away for months on end or even years, and you'll still be wholly uh, welcome to the group when you get back. In fact, best example I have for this, and uh, actually I actually had a fight with an old ally with the, about this because there was the whole like, oh, I should be kicking the inactives. No, I should be stay let them stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one inactive that comes near and dear to my heart, and I hope he hears this, is uh, Aurigidi. Yeah. He was uh, one of my first uh, recruits back when we were off the around 10 people. Has been more or less 
offline for the last, I want to say, three years. Only been on for like a month total since he joined. Oh, yeah. Uh, more than a month, but like he just like pops in and out because he's a contract worker. Yep. But uh, like a week after we had the massive fight about uh, kicking uh, inactive people and such, he comes back in basically like, hey, everyone, guess what? I got the Legatus package. And yeah, we oh all felt like, yeah, like we were like, holy crap, dude. Well, censor myself for uh, radio and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, holy crap. Yeah, that's like, awesome. We, yeah, like, everyone started asking, like, what do you do? How do you do it? How do we become your job field? Like, please tell us. Yeah. Because being able to throw cash down on a Legatus package is no small feat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so that's solidified our ideal of, like, we do not kick inactive players because whether they are gone for medical reasons or uh, just waiting for the game to come out, when they come back, they'll either they'll bring something as amazing as another Legatus package... Yep. Or they uh, could just say, like, hey, I was talking with a few of my friends and uh, I got more people to come in and join us. Which is the biggest thing is we, like I'll, like I'll make this statement clear to everyone, Arvid does not care about what ships you have. You could spend $45,000 in the game or you could just spend the minimum amount to get just the Aurora package. You will be welcome no matter what. Also, there's like a big rash of people who's like, hey, I spent... 2.5k uh, in this game, uh, so I should be an officer. Someone make me an officer. I will only join you if you make me an officer. It's like, no, no, you you have to earn our trust and you have to be like respected enough by people to say like, all right, you're an officer now. Not, hey, you spent 2.5k. That's half as much as I spent. Go ahead and be an officer. Yeah, it's good that you're not putting an external monetary value on the internals of the org. It comes through yeah. with just players and actually, you know, being in the org and being active, not just active, clearly, as you said, but being cool pretty much will actually be what is the key in your org. Do you guys have a bigger, what's it called, like fuel department? Uh, right now, we don't have anyone dedicated to that. We do have like a few, few people dedicated to certain industries. Yep. Like uh, Tier 2 Fruitless is in charge of basically our news media, uh, news and uh, information and such. Basically, he basically helps us get all the things down. And as you saw on the server, we have a uh, channel called Avi's uh, Info Hub. Yep, yep, I did say that. It's our fully custom bot that we have for the server that lets you see like how much the ship is, where you could buy it, and what parts do you need. Nice. That's an awesome yep. little tool you've got on your Discord server for the members of the org. Fruitless, if you hear this, we love you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So um, what was the name? What brought up the name? We originally pitched an idea like as we were tossing different ideas out for uh, a logo and such, and I was like, hey, let's do a bird, because like, so many PMCs do a bird. But uh, as we looked through all the things, like, just so many like eagles, uh, falcons, and like just the generic birds of prey. Yep. We actually look to uh, old Norse names. Yep. And Arvid is like basically Viking for uh, eagle or bird of prey. Oh, cool. All right. All right. Yeah. And in fact, our original uh, logo and what my uh, Discord icon is, is yep. basically a uh, part of a old Norse ruin. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, so it's like the Arvid burst up on the front, and then the Norse ruin. And I was drawn, not my Discord uh, icon, my RSI icon. Nice. So Arvid, so you've pulled that out of Norse language. That's awesome. And then, yeah, Protectorate Navy, because we're all in ships, so that makes sense. 
Yeah, um, all on ships, and we want to be the good guys. I mean, we are going to be doing some shady stuff, but I don't mean like we're going to be going out assassinating people. We're going to be kidnapping people and such. Like, no, no. Like, it's mainly like uh, getting smugglers or having armor people do the smuggling. Yeah. They get uh, relief supplies into a blockaded world who uh, are innocent. Like, uh, if it's a force too strong for even us to tackle, yeah. then we'll just get like smugglers to come in, drop off the cargo so they could eat for another day, and then just do the process all over again. And we also uh, hire privateers and yeah. try to recruit privateers. Uh, b basically, the privateer one is trying to get uh, pirates to basically be formed. Like, you can still pirate and such, like, go ahead and be that. But instead of, like, going after civilians and uh, innocent people, if we, say, go to war with a empire org or an evil one, instead of, like, going after civilians, you go after their cargo transports, like, try to cut off their supply lines so it'll be easier to take out a uh, crime syndicate that has uh, several javelins and possibly a Bengal. Yeah, that makes total sense. It's good to have uh, some of that guerrilla tactics in the org just in case it needs to happen. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, look at Test Squadron. They're the largest group in the game. So if we ever have to go, like, toe-to-toe -to -toe against them, guerrilla tactics is our best tactic. Yeah, 100%. Guerrilla tactics all the way. You know? Oh, if, it, if it's possible, I'm uh, going to get as many tractor beam ships as I can in there, collect as many asteroids as I can, load them up into a hainer, yeah. fly it out to the enemy, dump it all out, and have it all bombard them. Yeah, that would, wouldn't that be a great, a great plan? It yeah. actually was in a, one of the old uh, Star Wars comics where Grand Admiral Thrawn yeah. basically gathers up a ton of asteroids, load them up into Star Destroyers, and just dump them around the planet. Force them to keep the energy shield up because, like, oh no, we have no idea where they are. Yeah. Because it's either going to be asteroids or it's going to be a star destroyer. Yeah. That's yeah. See, like, because I can tell, right? Part of what captures your imagination in this game is Star Wars. Like the, the, I mean, the things you can do, the fact that you know you can travel through space and you're on a ship, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact more camels in Squadron Four or Two does not help. Yeah, I know, doesn't it actually, like, it? yeah, I'm, I'm impartial to the, uh, what is it, the land speeders, you know, the, the bikes, the um, dragonflies and the uh, Apollo Noxes and stuff. Mm, yeah, yeah. I love them. I just love racing around on them on low atmosphere planets. Yeah, oh, I know my people tend to, one of their favorite activities to do is just to uh, load up, like, whatever the new vehicle is or just load up any vehicle whatsoever, climb as high as they can to towards a... Uh, uh, above the gravity well yep. like basically like just outside of it yeah just push the vehicles out and see if they can survive the drop <laughs> that's so good they even tried to recreate the a team with uh using the nova tank to try to uh keep itself up in the air for a bit longer oh, that does not work it doesn't oh no it doesn't <laughs> yeah no it's just uh the boom effect as if it if it actually had drag effect where it's like if you're a uh parked on a hill you fire and you actually go backwards yeah and all right that could probably do it uh, on like a low gravity world but uh, since like stay stationary where you fire it's like okay no movement yeah 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 there's no movement so but that that's interesting that's that's a that's a fun uh that's a fun little one so what style org events do you guys run uh, we're currently waiting for theaters of war yeah and uh, right now uh, it's less uh, organized stuff because we we have tried it, but due to us basically saying, like, hey, life comes first and such. Right now, the uh, big popular one is Capture the Flag. Yep. Or, well, Capture the Pico, 
where one um, one team holds uh, the pico, the stuffed penguin. Yep. They go somewhere, usually it's into a bunker or something like that, and it's up to the other team to basically storm the bunker, grab the pico, and get out of there. That's awesome. Capture the pico. Nice. I, I've been even personally trying to think of how to do good capture the flag events, and pico is just a great flag. Yeah, because it's loved by all. Yeah, except it's... for the people who like the whale. Yeah, well, you can't. No, you can. You can like both. You can like both. You, can you know like... fandoms. Oh well, that that's that's their personal choice. Here we like both because you know we're open to everyone here, so we like both the whale and Pico. Yeah, uh, we also try to organize races because. Oh, uh, nice, nice. So, what uh, kind of races? Ah, uh, just the usual stuff like. Uh, Go on to Daymar and then try to go from point A to B in fastest time possible. Yep. Uh, travel a race around. Uh, I think one of the events uh, races was going around the javelin, a uh, certain amount of times. So basically, regular circuit racing. Yep, cool. I believe it was like a. There was one where everyone uh, basically gathers up on Port Olsar. They all rig their ships to what they want, and they basically uh, select a random point and say first one there. Era doesn't have to pay for a ship, or it gets their ship for free. And uh, since we know all ships will be viable in game, and uh, until the wipes happened, yeah. it's basically like a uh, first one there gets uh, whatever ship they want to put on someone else's tab. Oh, nice! Yeah, and it's insane how much some of the people could get. Like I have uh, a few members in the game that somehow could just give away millions of credits and not blink an eye. They probably spend, like myself, the mo even when I'm not trying to make credits, I'm making credits. I find doing like the cave FPS missions fun and all of that. And when you do, when they add up, you do two or three of them in an hour and it's nearly the same as just doing normal bounties. Yeah, uh, the biggest uh, money makers for us right now actually is mining and trading because we have people who complain like, hey, I'll just lost uh, 75, 100,000 credits in uh, this trade because they're, uh, was it the Hercules right now? Yep. That's the biggest trader. Yep. Yeah, they're Hercules uh, because the game is still buggy at the moment, self-destructed uh, while trying to take off the planet. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like they, they make mad cash and it's scary. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't, I don't actually have a ship that big because my my kind of idea for i guess the role play of my character is a bit more of someone who kind of lives in the smaller ship and has to go run around and rent different ships and you know might buy one or two ships but you know they kind of live in space for space yeah to travel around see the stars and uh, gather gather interesting stories yeah yeah it's totally for that all right, so that was the first half of the interview with Android Adam about the Org Arvid Protectorate Navy. They seem like a really awesome org, and I can't wait for you guys to hear next week's half of the interview where we get to chat more. Thanks, everyone, for joining me on this episode of Hit Quantum. If you like the show and want to support the channel, tell a friend or leave a like, subscribe, rate and review on any of your favourite podcast apps. It really helps the channel. Don't forget to send in voice clips of why you love Star Citizen, your favourite ships or even just to say hi. 
They will all get played on future episodes. Orgs, looking for members? Let's make some inverse recruitment ads. Either message me on Instagram or email me and let's get you some new blood. Check the Hit Quantum Insta for the latest channel's news, comps and polls. Links for the socials below and I'll see you all on the next episode of Hit Quantum. Alright everyone, thanks for staying all the way to the end. Every episode I go thanks, yay, thanks, and it's again thanks, yay, thanks. This week's pro tip, when you're rock mining, your vehicle can overheat pretty quickly. So when you're doing it, you can actually turn the engine off but keep the power on and mine. And when you do that, you'll actually keep your power or your heating down so you won't overheat your mining vehicle and you'll be able to mine longer. Cheers. Cheers.